Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am over the moon excited for you to hear this episode because if you can hear my voice right now, that means that my first book has been released to the world and is now available. It's called Chasing Cupcakes and I am thrilled to share it with you. Now, if you have not been following me on Instagram where I've been posting about it for a few weeks now, you probably are thinking, Uh, did you just say chasing cupcakes? And yes, I did. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you all about the book, what is with the weird title, what it means, how it came up, uh, what the book is all about, how it is going to help you, why I'm excited about it. And then one of the things I did last week, I asked on Instagram, what do you want to know about the book? And you guys submitted some fantastic questions. So I'm going to get to those as well. Of course, I am recording this before January 10th. So as of the moment that I'm recording this, The book is not yet live, but as of the moment it airs, it is live. So what that means is right now, whatever you're doing, unless you're driving, in which case pull over, grab your phone, grab your laptop, grab your tablet. You can go to Amazon.com and search Chasing Cupcakes, and that will mean the Audible version is available, the paperback version is available, the Kindle version is available. The hardcover can be a little bit more tricky. We might have to wait a day or two on that one, Um, but paperback, good to go. Kindle, good to go. Audible, good to go. And yes, I did record the Audible version. So if you purchase that one, it will be me reading it. I am so, so excited. And I am sure to get emotional in this episode because this is a massive milestone for me, for Primal Potential, and hopefully for all of you because I have very high hopes for this book, very high expectations for the impact that it will have on you, for what you will do with it, through it, because of it, as a result of it. And I am just so, so, so excited. I'm going to be telling you today the details of the book process, answering, as I said, your questions, um, telling you what excites me most about the book. One of the questions that came up that I wanted to tackle right at the top was when I decided to write a book. And the truth is, I told, I remember the day, and it's funny because I don't think of myself as having a particularly great memory. And when I think back to my childhood, a lot of it's kind of blurry, but uh, But I remember vividly being in my bedroom at our house on Main Street in Hampstead, New Hampshire. And I was in elementary, middle school. I I feel like I was 
seven or eight, so elementary school. I was young and I was overweight, overweight from when I was born. So I was certainly overweight as a as a kid. And something had happened. I don't remember that part, but I was in my bedroom and I was crying. I didn't really have any friends. The quote unquote friends that I did have or the girls I hung out with in school very regularly teased me about my weight. In my own home, my weight was a huge source of tension and ongoing conversation. There was daily pressure for me to lose weight, daily observation of what I was eating, how much I was eating, you know, not being allowed to get seconds or have dessert or all of that kind of stuff. And for whatever reason that day, I just kind of fell apart. And I was crying and I was so sad and I was so upset. And I remember my mom and my Aunt Kathy. My Aunt Kathy is my godmother. She's my mom's younger sister. And I consider her very much like a second mom to me. They came upstairs and they were trying to console me. And I remember having a conversation with them where they were telling me, you know, my family calls me Betsy. You cannot call me Betsy unless you are related by blood. <laughs> if you're related by blood, it's good. If you're not, it's Elizabeth. And there's a 10 burpee penalty for every letter you cut off. I'm not Liz. I'm not Beth. <laughs> 10 burpees for every letter you omit. It's Elizabeth unless you're related by blood. But anyway, they're like, Betsy, you can reinvent yourself. Whatever it is you want to be, whoever it is you want to be, you can reinvent yourself. And while it was encouraging... It was also discouraging because I wasn't there yet, you know? It was like, well, that's nice, but what about now? And I was sad, but I also remember being angrily determined and maybe even a little bit pissed off at them because they hadn't struggled with their weight. And I often felt like an outsider in my own family, and I remember saying to them, I remember exactly where I was sitting on the bed. I remember exactly where they were in my room. And I said, one day I'm going to get through this and I'm going to write a book so that nobody else has to feel this way. I didn't think I would be in my mid-30s, <laughs> but um, I thought it would be much sooner, like 14. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, better late than never, right? So I knew then that it was something I wanted to do. And as I got older and more recently, uh, when I first started Primal Potential, I would tell myself, like, now's not the time to write a book. You know, your story's not over yet. You're still very much living your story. But the reality is, and what I came to decide is that my story will never be over, even after I'm dead and gone, my story will continue through the work that I'm trying to do here now. And so I decided, and I think it was at, it was at or shortly after the 2017 Ascend. Ascend is the Primal Potential Weekend Workshop. There was not one in 2018. There will be one in 2019. I'm booking the dates and the location right now. So stay tuned for more on that. But shortly after, I remember telling my master's club, I'm writing a book in 2018. Like, it is going to happen. And not like, not two weeks later, I was contacted by a publisher. And so 
I went back and forth with, you know, is now the time? My story's still ongoing. And then I thought it will always be ongoing. And yes, this is the time because I have something to say. It would have been easy to write a book about nutrition, about my own story, right? Just kind of a, a history of, of what I went through and how I created change and the, a sort of autobiography of sorts. It would have been easy to write a book on hormones, but I didn't want to write those books because those kinds of topics would not have met the need that I had that I couldn't seem to fill while I was deep in the struggle, when I felt stuck, when I felt hopeless, when I didn't know how to get out of my own way. Because I, I mean, it was super easy to find information on weight loss and good information, right? All, there's a lot of bad information out there, but there's a ton of good information too. It wasn't that I didn't have access to good information. I did. I could have given you 15 different strategies, if not more, on how I could lose weight. Same thing with my financial situation. It wasn't that there was a lack of information for me and I needed just a better how-to on getting out of debt. It wasn't that at all. There was so much information and direction for the things that I wanted to do. I could find 15 ways to start a morning routine and be more productive or work out regularly or journal regularly. What I didn't have, what I didn't know, and what I really needed was, so what do I do when I'm not doing it? When I know all the things I quote unquote should do or want to do, intend to do, when I know the things that would get me what I want, what do I do when I'm just not doing them? Where are the tools and the how-tos for when I'm just making excuses and submitting to them and telling myself that I just don't care? that I'll start tomorrow, that I'm too stressed out. What's the point? Why bother? When I'm in a funk, the information wasn't helpful for me. And that's what I needed. So that's the book that I wrote. For me and for you and the dedication to the book, I, I wonder if there will be a day when I can read it without crying. But that day hasn't come yet. The dedication is to Betsy and to everybody out there who feels like she did. I told you my family calls me Betsy. And when I think about Betsy, I think about that sad girl who had this vision of how I could be, but I didn't know how to get there. I didn't, I, I knew the steps to take but I didn't know how to get myself to take them and not just take them once or once a month or when I felt like it, but take them and take them consistently and become that better version of me. I didn't know how to get myself to do the things that I already knew how to do. That's why I wrote Chasing Cupcakes. There are so many amazing books out there about nutrition and fat loss and hormones I'm not passionate about those things. What I'm passionate about is the people who feel like they're in their way. They know what to do, but they're not doing it. They submit to their own excuses and they hate that they do it and they want to stop. 
but the how seems to get lost in there. Chasing Cupcakes is not a book about weight loss. It's not a book about eating better or eating differently or hormones or anything like that. Chasing Cupcakes is about becoming someone capable of creating great change and enjoying the process. I wanted to create a tool book, not a rule book. I didn't want it to be an informational book. I wanted it to be a transformational book. So the title, Chasing Cupcakes, what is the deal with that? Where did that come from? What does it mean? All of that stuff. For most of the process of writing, up until literally three days or two days before it had to be locked in, um, I was thinking about creating the change you crave and all of these sort of generic titles about change. What they were is really neither here nor there because they might come up in some other form, either uh, for a, an e-course or another book or a workbook or a podcast episode, who knows. But I wasn't in love with any of them because they felt sort of vague and generic and like they wouldn't grab somebody in, you know, like a million books have been created, uh, you know, about change. But is it political change? Is it environmental change? Is it physical change, financial change? So I wasn't sold and I and I had to lock it in in order to meet my launch date, which I missed repeatedly and wasn't willing to miss again. Um and I was on the phone with my best friend and we're sort of debating these two very serious titles related to change. And not serious like death serious, but just uh, black and white, cut and dry, stoic, right? Serious. And he said, you know, don't overthink it. Just go with your gut. And I said, well, of course I'm going to overthink it. It's the title of my first book. Like nobody ever put out a book and didn't overthink the title. I'm, I'm going to overthink it. And then sort of poking fun at my at my past and my patterns and my whole life, really, I said, and to be honest, if you tell me to go with my gut, I would just call it chasing cupcakes, like making a belly joke, going with your gut. And I was totally kidding. And then later I relayed that to my boyfriend. I, you know, told him the same thing. I said, yeah. And then he said, go with your gut. And I said, Oh, if I really go with my gut, I'd call it Chasing Cupcakes. And he goes, I actually really love that. So the following day, I was on the phone with my publisher and I told her the same story. If I really go with my gut, I'd call it Chasing Cupcakes. Ha ha ha. Because I like to think we all need to lighten up and we don't need to take ourselves so seriously. And a big part of the reason that this feels so hard and we resist the process is because we're so freaking serious about it. And I like to travel light, take myself very lightly, laugh about things more often. And when I told my publisher, you know, if I really go with my gut, I'd call it Chasing Cupcakes. She said, I love it. That is amazing. She said, let me run it by a few other people. And she emailed me later that day and she said, listen, 
I work with a lot of opinionated people and we almost never come to a consensus and we never come to a consensus on a title. You know, of all the things we come to a consensus on, title is always one where there's dissenters and differing opinions. And I have never seen a title get a unanimous, oh my gosh, yes, that is so good. And that's how people feel about chasing cupcakes. And I was really nervous and I said, I think that it's going to seem like it's a joke book or like it's a book about food. And it's neither of those things. I mean, this is really important stuff about making your life better and getting out of your own way and really doing some important work in your life. And it's not a book about food. But if the title has the word cupcake in it, it kind of seems like it is. But after talking with a lot of people that I trust, it felt right. Now, the funny part is I got on the phone with my cover designer And she is an award-winning cover designer. In fact, she's designed many covers for New York Times bestselling books. And covers are tricky business. It is not easy to design a cover. The primary purpose of a cover is to create curiosity, to make people want to know more. It's not to tell the story of the book. It is just to make people curious and make them want to know more. So I get on the phone with her for the first time. And the only thing that I was sure of prior to the call was I do not want a cupcake on the cover. So I explained a little bit of my story and I explained what the book is and how I intend it to help people. And I said, the only thing, I know you're the creative genius, the only thing is I don't want there to be a cupcake on the cover because I think that it'll make people think it's a book about food. And she said, oh. My, I had this idea that I really, really loved and I thought you'd love it too, but it has a cupcake on the cover. And I was like, well, hey, I'm, I'm like, tell me what the idea is. And she said, well, what if there was a cupcake, but instead of a candle in the cupcake, it was a stick of dynamite? And I thought about it for a second and I envisioned it and I said, you know what? That is the perfect visual picture to tell the story of my life, which was for so long, I was chasing this thing. I was choosing this thing because I thought it looked so good, but it was about to blow up in my face. For most of my life, I was choosing the binge. I was choosing the indulgence. I was choosing the spending. I was choosing the isolation because in that moment, it seemed like the right thing. Just like that beautiful chocolate cupcake, right? But even though it felt like the right thing and it looked so appealing, it was blowing up my life. And instantly I knew that's it. That's it. Chasing cupcakes. And that is what the cover art with the cupcake and the dynamite means. So the purpose of the book is not to tell you these are the steps you take to change, but rather to give you the tools to do the work in your own head, in your own life, in your own choices, to actually get out of your way so that you can do those things that you already intend to do, that you set out to do, that you've begun again and again but have failed to be consistent. There's two parts to the book. And in part one, every single chapter ends with a list of questions for you to ask yourself. 
intended to help you clear away and see more clearly these things that are in the way. Because most of them are based on incomplete truths or total lies that have gone unexamined. And it's kind of like, for me, I was going through my life with this veil of the old stories, the old limitations, the old excuses that colored how I saw everything, that colored how I looked at food, that colored how I looked at money, relationships, etc. And through these questions, we're lifting that veil so that we don't rely on discipline and willpower and all of those old school tactics because once we're thinking more clearly, once we're seeing more clearly, the choices become infinitely easier. In part two, instead of every chapter ending with a list of questions, every chapter ends with a specific challenge to you, for you to give yourself, for you to participate in. And then at the end of the book, I've created a single list of every question asked throughout the book. There's almost 300 of them. So that you have it as a resource, certain questions are going to appeal to you in certain situations or in certain seasons of your life, and I'm excited about that resource. Before I get to your questions about the book, which is super, super important to me and very high priority, I just have to share the funniest story. It was tough for me to go with Chasing Cupcakes because I thought that it would be misunderstood or that people would be expecting something much more serious or that they would think it was about food. And I was driving with my boyfriend from Cape Cod up to Maine. And for, for days, I was just like, did I make the right decision? And it was, it was already locked. The cover was already being designed, but I was second guessing myself. And he goes, yeah, you know what, actually? This is actually going to set you up for a really great series. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, well, your first book is Chasing Cupcakes. I'm like, right. And he said, the second one you can call One Tough Cookie. I'm like, okay. And he goes, but that's not it. There's more. And I said, Duh. all right, what you got? And he said, the third book after Chasing Cupcakes and One Tough Cookie is Butter Me Because I'm on a Roll. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Hopefully you do too. He's a funny guy. I wrote it down because there's there's a place for one tough cookie in my life. And I love cupcakes and I love cookies. So whatever. Not not a big fan of rolls, but I'm sure I'm sure we could find like a cinnamon roll that I'd get excited about. Anyway, your questions. Uh, very, very basic question to start out with that I got a lot of what formats are available. Um, so what is being released is a paperback, which is what you've seen on my Instagram, hardcover. And that one, like I said, that one can be a little bit trickier in terms of stock and status and that sort of thing. So I know when this airs, the paperback will be available. Um, hardcover, I'm told, sells out really quickly um, and can be a little bit more of a delay, like a day or two after the paperback. So if you don't see the hardcover right now or if it's sold out, check back, but you should be good to go on the paperback as well as Audible. Audible is the audiobook. Yes, I did record all of it myself. Um, and then ebook Kindle Reader. Where can you get it? Amazon. And then through primalpotential.com, we will link to Amazon. But if you go to amazon.com right now uh, and you search for it, it will come up right there. Will it be in traditional booksellers? Um, so 
the short version of the story is, I hope so, it kind of depends on you. The longer version of the story is, I was initially working with a different publisher. Um, and there were creative differences. They wanted to go in a different direction and with a different time frame. We were not able to come to an agreement on those creative elements and the time frame. And so we ended up parting ways um, with that publisher. They had guaranteed me physical placement in bookstores. But when I went with the publisher that I went with, in the end, um, basically because this is my first book, that's really going to depend on how it does. So a lot of that is up to you guys and really up to how good of a job I did with the book. So for right now, Amazon and anywhere Amazon ships. So if you are somebody, you know, if you live in a different country and Amazon ships to you, you are good. Um, some people asked if I self-published. I think that's clear by this point. No, I did not. But people wonder why is the publisher not listed on the book? So the beautiful thing about 2018 and the and the book world has evolved dramatically just in the last few years. I mean, certainly over the last 10, but even more so in the last two years, 18 months, a very short period of time. What I chose to do is what I consider kind of white labeling the product. So because it was a branding decision on my end to have Primal Potential listed as the publisher as sort of a white label versus the actual publisher because my brand is Primal Potential. And if I didn't do that and just listed the regular publishing information, then Primal Potential as a brand wouldn't be associated with Chasing Cupcakes. So it made sense to make an investment to kind of white label it and have Primal Potential be the publisher, even though I did work with the publisher. I cannot take any credit for the layout, which I think is beautiful, for the cover design, which I absolutely adore. Um, that was all the work of my publisher. But they gave me the option to kind of white label it, which basically means choose the brand. I could have called it Elizabeth Benton Publishing. I could have called it, you know, Cupcake Publishing, whatever, um, to have a consistent brand. And I decided, and I right now feels like a fine choice. I guess I'll learn through my own experience. Um, I did that so that Primal Potential would also be a brand to go along with the book because I have the podcast and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I did work with a different publisher at the start, but we didn't end up working together over the long run because I really needed to work at a pace that I was comfortable with and I didn't want the book to be like my fat loss story, which is absolutely incorporated. In fact, um, I sent a few books out early and I got some feedback that I did a really great job of this isn't my feedback, this is from somebody who read it, um, of telling parts of my story that I have not told before on the podcast, but also not making it about me. So using my own personal stories as a part of the tools and sharing things that, that I haven't shared before on the podcast. Um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, I already addressed the, did I read the audiobook myself? I sure did. Uh, will I write another book? Absolutely. 
writing this one was so, so hard, but um, I also learned a tremendous amount about discipline, about writing, about organization, about just the book publishing process that I didn't know anything about. So yeah, I would really love to write my second book in 2019. And I'd love to, um, I'd love to create a workbook to go along with Chasing Cupcakes, and that is on my short list as well. Uh, a few people asked if I used a ghostwriter or a co-author. No, and you know, I have no issue with any author who uses a co-author or a ghostwriter. Uh, and I, if I did, I would want to give that person credit. Like my cover designer gets 100% of the credit for her gorgeous, not only design, but her concept, right? The cupcake with a stick of dynamite was her idea, um, and I am super, super grateful. Um, I don't have so much of an ego that I would be embarrassed to say if I did. Uh, so for better or for worse, whether you love the book or you hate the book, I wrote every single word of it. I did not use a ghostwriter or a co-author. Um, I had grammar edits, and um, I, my editor helped me with like the flow, which changed a lot as we went through. But every word, flubs and all, is me. How long did it take you to write? Um, you know, it's funny. I could have worked on this for another 10 years, but at some point over the summer, I drew a hard line in the sand of when I was going to be finished. And I kept to that because I understand why a lot of people take years and years and years to write a book or they start writing and they never finished because the reality is it'll never be perfect. Chasing Cupcakes is not perfect. No podcast I've ever done is perfect. No book I'll ever write in the future is perfect. But I really believe, especially as a business owner, that at some point you just have to be like, it's done and I'm sending it off into the world and I know it could be better and I'm also really proud that it's done. So I started writing uh, at the very end of December in 2017. I was on a cruise with my boyfriend and his family and I started writing that week of the cruise because I didn't have great internet on the boat and I thought it would be a great opportunity to start. So I started at the end of December and I finished writing um, at the end of September or the end of October. I think the end of September. And so I I had it done from soup to nuts within a year, really like nine, ten months. Um is there anything that you would change? Yeah, there's a couple of parts of the book. It was funny when I was reading the audiobook, it was torturous because I was like, why did I say it like that? I should have said it like this. And at that point, it was too late to change anything. So I would go home like, oh, that's going to eat me alive. Or like, why did I use that word instead of this word? Or why did I end that chapter that way? It needed another two paragraphs. But at the end of the day, I think any author who answers honestly would say the same thing, that there are ways that they would improve. And I think that's part of the beautiful thing in life. We can always do better. We can always be better. But we can always say I'm putting this out into the world. So from that perspective, I wouldn't change a thing. But like, yeah, of course, um, I am a better version of myself today than I was when I finished writing a few months ago. But I'm excited to take those improvements and make the next book even better, you know? Will I do a book tour? I don't know. Uh, I'm taking things one day at a time right now. I would love to. 
it'll all depend on how it unfolds and my schedule and the um, the demand, quite frankly, for it. If there's interest in it, how that would work. There is going to be an Ascend. I mentioned that at the top of the show. Um, so Ascend is the Primal Potential Weekend workshop. I did the first one in Nashville, Tennessee. I did the second in uh, Boston. The third is going to be in Portland, Oregon in November of 2019. So that will certainly, I will happily sign books and do things like that. That's a long way away though. Uh, I don't have final dates. I don't have tickets on sale or anything like that. Um, But I would love to do some travel and do some speaking and some signing. But as of today, I don't have specific plans and I'm okay with that. Um, How is the book different from the podcast? So funny story, serious question and I'm glad you asked. I was working on uh, combining all your questions from Instagram while I was driving. I was in the passenger seat, actually. My boyfriend was driving. And so I was reading some of them out loud to him. And I said, huh, how is the book different from the podcast? And he says, well, when was the last time you read a podcast? (laughs) And I laughed out loud. So yeah, when was the last time you read a podcast? That was his answer. And he also said the cover art on the book is way better than the cover art on the podcast. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I should do like a funny episode where I take your questions and I make him answer them. Not because they would be like serious at all. They wouldn't be. But if nothing else, they would be funny. Maybe I'll put something like that on the blog. So um, how is the book different from a podcast? I mean, it's a book. There's a lot of personal stuff that I've never shared on the podcast. I think there's a lot about the book that's very similar to the podcast, right? Because I am the podcaster and I am the author. So like my tone, my perspective, my delivery, my hope is that you'll find them very congruent. I want that to be the the, the case. Um, I think you would have a very hard time putting together a synthesized like handbook of resources and tools from the podcast just because there's like 600 episodes of the podcast when you factor in the ones I never numbered that were like Q&As and bonus episodes and things like that. It might be over 600 by now. Um, And the podcast is all over the place. Like one week we might be talking about the microbiome. The next week we're talking about, uh, you know, attitude. The next week we're talking about insulin. And this is this is really the book is meant to be a tool for you. And while there are bits and pieces of every podcast that I think are tools, um, this is this is really like a synthesized handbook for you to use and put into place to create change in your own life. But I think if somebody doesn't like my podcast, they're not going to like my book, you know. Uh, So there's a lot of similarities. My goal wasn't like, how do I make this book different from the podcast? I had an entirely different objective and I've shared that objective. But I also, in many episodes of the podcast, I'm trying to do similar things. So I think there's probably more similarities between the podcast and the book than there are differences. I love that. And I think they are very, very different. Somebody said uh, when I asked what you wanted to know about the book, someone said, I'm tired of all the self-help mantras. How is your book different? Well, my book's not about self-help mantras. So, I mean, I think that's the simplest answer. It's about creating change. And a mantra isn't the same as creating change. So I don't. I don't see a similarity between self-help mantras and my book. However, 
if I and I don't know who this person is or what their perspective is. If this person thinks that my work is just a combination of self-help mantras, then like don't buy the book. I don't see my work that way. Um, mantras are just like the way you talk to yourself, but the choices we make are very different from that. Um, let's see. What other questions? I think that might be all the questions that came up, but I am super, super happy to answer any other questions that you have as you get the book, uh, before you buy the book, as you're reading the book, I would love, you know what would make me so, so happy? Well, first buy the book, let's be honest, that would make me really happy. But as you're going through it, tag me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. I went through the book when I got the first copy and I highlighted and circled and underlined the things that I felt were the most impactful. But one of the best ways for me to learn and be better at what I do and be more effective in helping you is to know what resonates with you. So if you have a a phrase, a sentence, a chapter that you're like, yes, this was so helpful, tag me on Instagram, take a picture of it, tag me at Elizabeth Benton because I am just super curious, first and foremost, to know what parts of it you love. But also it helps me do a better job in the podcasts, in the emails, in my coaching, and of course, most certainly in my next book. And uh, any feedback that you have, I am so happy to hear it. I would love to know what you think, whether of the cover, of the title, certainly of the book itself, and what within it is helpful to you, or if anything is unclear. I'm so open to that. I only write from my own experience with my own life and my coaching clients and my own education. So I would love to know what you think. And I am, oh, I'm going to get emotional. I'm so honored to share this with you. It has been a labor of love and that it's out there in the world. I am just so excited, proud and eager for your feedback. So, um, Yeah, without falling apart, you can go on Amazon.com right now, search Chasing Cupcakes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting my dream that I've had since I was a little kid. And I pray so intensely that this will be a powerful tool in your life. I'm going to shift way hard right right now um, (laughs) so that I don't fall apart. Another really exciting thing happened this week. And that is I bought a property. I'm I'm my fingers are crossed right now because I'm recording this before closing, but it'll air after closing. But if all things go as planned, when you hear this, I will be the owner of a large piece of property on Cape Cod um, and a new home and all of those exciting things. And in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about strategies that I use in a chaotic week to set myself up for success because The week that the book launches this week is also moving week, closing week on the new property, launch of my 12 weeks to transformation, my 98-year-old grandmother is having surgery, and a bunch of other really big things, my two-year anniversary with my boyfriend. All of these things are in the same exact week. How do I personally make sure I don't lose my mind, have a mental breakdown, end up eating takeout pizza and ice cream every single night or drinking gallons of wine? I'm going to be sharing strategies for thriving in chaotic times, whether chaotic emotionally, scheduling-wise, family-wise, combination of all of the above, you name it, that's in the next episode. But 
In the meantime, it would mean the world to me if you would buy a copy, buy two copies, give it to somebody you love, donate it to your local library, and be a part of my dream of really sh- uh, spreading this tool with the world. Before we go, let's keep with tradition in the new year. A meal I loved recently and a workout I loved recently. And I got to say, the meal stuff has been scattershot, but so easy because because of Thrive Market, right? Like I while yes, they sponsor the show, the reason they sponsor the show is because I am a passionate personal consumer and I pay for the products that I order from them just like you guys do. And with everything that is going on right now, two things from Thrive have been staples in my life. And one is the Artisana Coconut Butter Travel Packs because when the days are 16, 18 hours long and my kitchen is packed up and I'm moving and I'm doing all of that stuff, that is an easy go-to that fills me up. I find it really, really delicious. It is way less money on Thrive Market than if I were to get it from any other traditional retailer. I will link to the Artisana Coconut Butter Packets from Thrive in the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 552. And the other thing that has saved me food-wise is their Wild Planet brand canned salmon because I will just, no cooking, no dishes, I will literally just mix a tablespoon of the Primal Kitchen Chipotle Lime Mayo in with the canned salmon. And I really didn't like canned salmon until I tried the Wild Planet brand. It's not fishy. It doesn't stink. It's really mild, but it's also really clean. And that is the easiest meal. No cooking, no cleanup. You use a fork and that's it. And that has saved me so big time. And I also really enjoy it. It fills me up. The more I can take great care of myself when life feels crazy, the more equipped I am to handle those times. So it's been a game changer. I would love it if you would show your support to Thrive Market because they are doing huge things to make it easier and more affordable for people to make great choices. And I just love that. So if you go through thrivemarket.com forward slash primal potential, you'll save an extra 20% on your first order. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership. And check out the show notes because I'm going to link to those Artisana Coconut Butter Packets. I'm telling you, game changer. The workout that I loved... 12 days of Christmas. A little late to share, but it was a good one, CrossFit style. Basically, you know the 12 days of Christmas song, like on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me on the second day, and then you go one, and then you go two, and you go back down to one, and then you go three, two, one. It's a workout like that, but it's one deadlift, two hang power cleans, three front squats, four shoulder press, five back squats, six push press. But the thing is, It goes up like that with thrusters and pull-ups and burpees and snatch and kettlebells and box jumps, but you're doing one deadlift, then you're doing two hang power cleans and one deadlift, then you're doing three front squats, two hang power cleans and one deadlift, then four push press, three front squats, two hang power cleans, one deadlift, on and on. It's a killer, but it's amazing, and you guys are amazing too, and I am just full of emotion and gratitude for your response even before Chasing Cupcakes launched. I hope you love it. I cannot wait to hear what you think. Tag me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton when you get that book in your hands as you're highlighting stuff. 
anything at all, keep me posted. I love you guys. I'll chat with you soon. Go by Chasing Cupcakes. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.